So, to continue with the meditation instructions, today we are going to look at both, I'm going to talk a little bit about both continued mindfulness of the body beyond the breath, and the second foundation of mindfulness, which is um, awareness of Vedana or feeling tone. And just to do a brief overview, most of you probably know that what we're teaching here in the morning instructions are what the Buddha said would free us from our suffering, the four foundations of mindfulness. And the first foundation is mindfulness of the body. And um, the Buddha was particularly instructive and uh, supportive and promoted mindfulness of the breath. And um, that's what we discussed yesterday in the 8.15 sit. Today, um, we're going to look more at the first foundation, a little bit more investigation of the body. And then the second satipatthana, the second foundation of mindfulness, which is this feeling tone. So the Buddha taught that in addition to the breath, Um, You can also be aware of any sensations that arise at any part of your body. So if you are watching your breath, and you know, as you know, we rest rest our attention on our breath and it gets taken away by thoughts or feelings or sometimes it gets taken away by other sensations in the body. And rather than just bringing our attention, you know, once we notice that, and bringing it back to the breath, what we can do is we can use this, these sensations of the body actually as the uh, focus of our mindfulness. So, you know, resting, watching the breath, if a feeling arises in another part of your body, you can bring your awareness to that sensation in the body. You can notice how that sensation feels in the body and how the breath is connecting to it. You might consider whether the breath is tight or if there's any tension in it, and you might just try to relax it. Another thing that you can do if um, you're finding that it's hard to stay on the breath is to actually do a little bit of a body scan, uh, which uh, engages your attention a little bit more actively and might help you settle down and help your concentration. So you could start at your feet and just move your awareness through your feet and through your ankles you know, up through your legs, to your stomach, you know, and through your body. This is a way to be a little bit more active and it might help you settle down a little bit. And what we're looking for in in our focus of, you know, in our awareness is not to have a lot of thoughts or concepts about what's happening in the body, just to bring our bare attention to it. 
you know, our, our thoughts are like just stick figures of concepts, stick figure theories of really what's happening. They're just so limited. So we want to um, just let them go if we can and just watch what's happening. We don't need to do anything else but that, it's just to watch. And then the second thing we're going to be looking for today is a really important part of our, um, of our goal of liberation of freedom. And that is something called Vedana or feeling tone. And I actually work with Vedana quite a bit. And what Vedana is, is that feeling of pleasant, unpleasant or neutral that arises with every moment of consciousness. Every moment of awareness has this element of feeling tone in it. It either feels pleasant, it feels neutral, or it feels unpleasant. And what happens is if our minds are just um, taken away by that feeling, what usually happens is when we experience pleasant sensation, greed arises in our mind. So we'll have a pleasant sensation and then greed will arise. It doesn't have to arise, but usually if our minds are untrained, that's what happens. Greed will arise. And when, when neutral feeling is present in the mind, what we usually do is space out or delusion will arise. It doesn't have to arise, but if we, our minds are untrained, that's what happens we space out or delusion or just, um, you know, a lack of clarity will arise. And then when unpleasant sensation is in the mind, if we're not aware of it, if we're just feeling it without mindfulness, aversion will arise or moving away will arise. It doesn't have to arise. But if we're not mindful of it and our minds are not trained, that's what arises. And this is a very fundamental thing for us to watch in our meditation, both on the cushion and in the continuity that we're cultivating throughout the meditation, throughout the day as we go about uh, the retreat. So I have a quote here from Munindra about Vedana. There are three kinds of Vedana, feeling or sensation of body, of mind, not body. So remember, this this isn't a sensation of the mind. Pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. The root meaning of the word Vedana is experience, moment after moment in response to different forms of contact, of seeing, of hearing, of touching, feeling, of smelling, or mental objects, with any types of objects, sight, sounds, touch, smell, taste, thought, a feeling arises. When it is pleasant, greed and attachment will likely to follow. When it is unpleasant, aversion is liable to arise, and thus condemnation. Lastly, a neutral sensation generally precipitates delusion because it often does not make enough of an impression on the mind and thus is not observed or understood clearly. 
That is, there is no mindful awareness. These are the three roots of all evils. Greed brings attachment. Aversion brings hatred. Delusion brings more ignorance. So it's very important. You know, this is a significant object of our meditation. The reason I really like Vedana is often there will be... um, I'll be aware of things in my mind, mind states or emotions that are complex and it's hard to tease them apart. But I can usually tell if something is pleasant, unpleasant or neutral. It's, you know, that's a, you know, there's a little bit more clarity for me personally. I don't know. Um, You'll have to see what your experience is with it. Um, Vedana also, um, the, you know, root poison that arises in uh, awareness or in uh, after Vedana, there's this wonderful simile that the Buddha gave about the simile of the two darts, about what happens after Vedana or feeling tongue. When an untaught worldly is touched by a painful bodily feeling, he worries and grieves, he laments, beats his chest, weeps, and is distraught. He thus experiences two kinds of feeling, a bodily and a mental feeling. It is as if a man were pierced by a dart, and following the first piercing, he is hit by a second dart. I've actually heard teachers say that it's like a person is hit by an arrow, and then picks up another arrow on the ground and stabs himself with it. So let's do our meditation and open up to both other sensations in the body besides the breath and to the second foundation of mindfulness, this feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral.
Our mind is a sense door, just like our eyes and our ears and our taste. And feeling tone is a mental object that's within that sense door. It arises, stays, and passes away. You don't need to do anything but watch it. Watch the nature of it.
What's the quality of our awareness right now? Is it open, friendly, non-judgmental, receptive? This practice is cultivating, it's improving our awareness with those qualities. Every time we bring awareness back to our object,
In these last minutes of the sit, let's recommit to being present for this moment and this moment and this moment. Ken McLeod has a great saying, if you don't feel your own pain, somebody else will.
it really takes a lot of courage to do this practice. We're cultivating courage by opening up to to the reality of what's in our minds at any given moment. We should take a second and delight in our own goodness for doing that. It's a very wholesome thing to do. We're cultivating wholesome mind states by doing that. Are there any questions or comments about this instruction? That's an insight. <laughs> yes. That's wonderful. So the first question was an example of delusion and what that might look like and what, uh, what is a uh, compulsive reaction, a non, you know, a, something that happens after that without our awareness. Um, I was recently listening to this great Dharma talk by Carol Wilson, and she said, delusion is kind of the, I mean, a neutral feeling, and the rising of delusion is often really hard to see, because by nature it's deluded. But she said, one really excellent hint that you're deluded is if there's a lot of, if it's all about you, (laughs) if it's all about our imaginary selves, then delusion is in the mind. If it's me, 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 I, 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 then there's delusion in the mind. There's a lot of clinging in the mind. The other, um, the other thing that happens when neutral, for me anyway, is that you just don't notice there's no clarity of mind because you're, you kind of space out. And for me, I actually will even start just looking for something a little bit pleasant. In fact, you know, I had a very um, clear image of this when I was sitting in May. Um, I was actually particularly looking for Vedana, and, you know, I had been sitting for a while, so I had a lot of the um, seven factors of enlightenment in my mind. So I had mindfulness and tranquility and joy and effort and um, concentration. And, all, and I noticed once that um, some sorrow started to arise in my mind. And it was almost as if, you know, this was like an image in my wisdom eye of me just totally slightly turning my back to the sorrow and then looking for one of the seven factors of enlightenment just so I wouldn't have to see it. And it was just so startling that it was just a reflex in my mind to do that. So, well, that's a, um, that's a response to aversion. Um, any other comments about, um, neg- I mean, neutral Vedana of the teachers? Okay, and then the second, um, the second um, insight that you have, the second question was um, that you notice that you often move in response to negative Vedana or to unpleasant feeling. That's a real important insight. 
they actually say that movement masks dukkha. Movement masks pain. Actually, Joseph tells a story of, um, you know, he was really working with Vedana, and he was in India, and he actually got this big old thick mattress <laughs> and just lied on the, you know, he was just trying to be perfectly comfortable, so he lied on the mattress. And even after a while, he had to move because there's no place that you can be that you will just be comfortable all the time. That, you know, because of... Um, change because of the second characteristic, you know, and because of, um, well, the second characteristic of Duke and the first of uh, change, you know, you're never just going to stay comfortable. It's just impossible. It's not the nature of our bodies to stay comfortable and to stay relaxed. They will build up tension and you'll have to move in response to it. So actually that's a, you know, that's a very wise response is just to see it, to really watch it, if you can see your um, your intention or your impulse to move uh, based on the negative vedana before you do it, and then just you know see how long you can stay with it, uh, you can make the pain actually the focus of your meditation. Go into that and you know try to let go of the concept of pain and see what really is there, just with bare awareness. Let go of the concept of it. And uh, then if you can't do it anymore, just very mindfully, you know, note intention to move, intention to move, and then move. Other questions? I'm sorry, I would like to go back to neutral. Okay. Well, you just, you know, you just um, named neutral. You said, <laughs> oh, okay, so the question was, um, so the question was, you wanted to go back to neutral, and that often it's easy to see pleasant or unpleasant, but in neutral, you kind of get confused or spaced out. That's exactly the response to neutral. Maybe we know it's neutral when we're spacing out and just feeling, you know, not feeling a lot of strong, uh, strong feeling in either direction. And it's almost like, you know, it's almost like the remote when you get to, you know, you're watching something and a commercial comes on and you change it because you don't want to see the commercial. It's like a neutral thing. It's almost like our mind would rather actually have something unpleasant, you know, in, in order to have a little bit of movement or excitement in the mind. Sometimes we create drama just because things are just going a little bit too smoothly. Isn't that true? <laughs> it's like things are a little bit too boring, so let's create some drama. Turning away, right. It is. Well, you know, that's why I think, 
you know, we can have conceptual thing. You know, I think it's great to have um, wise reflection about the things that you're talking about. But nothing, nothing matches just bare awareness of the experience. That's where our our knowledge comes from. Because you know, we're not going to linearly think our way into insight. What happens is when we just see the bare awareness of it. It, um, you know, our, uh, these bodies are learning systems. We learn, you know, the mind learns about the pain of, um, you know, clinging and the p- pain of delusion and the p- pain of greed. And it actually just naturally lets it go. So that's what we're trying to do is just really open up to it in the most gentle way that we can. And I think that, you know, what you're expressing is trying to gently really open up to that experience. That's wisdom. Is it common to, um, while meditating in this large group, to um, hear dukkha and respond to it through tears? Mm-hmm. I think that everything is possible on the cushion. Oh, the question is, when we're sitting in this room, is it possible to open up to dukkha and have... Um, you, you know what I think what you're saying? To have tears arise. I was thinking that exact thing. When I heard tears, I could feel compassion arise. And compassion actually feels really good. So actually opening up to suffering is the proximal cause for compassion to arise. That's another reason to do it, is because compassion is a very wholesome response to suffering. And when you're not compulsively reacting, when you have mindfulness in the mind, when you have awareness, spacious awareness, when you're um, reacting to or coming to the world, you know, being present from there, that's the natural response to suffering is compassion. Compassion will arise. That's why we're trying to let go of all of these concepts and thoughts to rest in this just natural awareness because if we're resting there and responding to the world, wholesome responses to the world arise. So um, now we have the small group discussion, so we have about five minutes before that if you need to um, get ready for that. Oh, and we have a few announcements. There's going to be a surveyor outside, so um, we don't have to be you know, particularly um, bothered by him. He's going to be quiet, but just to let you know, he's going to be out there. And also, uh, um, you know, there's not an unlimited supply of those wonderful little bolstering cushions. And there are some people who might have some that they're not using. So if you could please put them back, because there are some people who really could use them. So please only keep the cushions that you need um, at your, you know, that you need at your, uh, at your uh, Zabutan. And please put the rest back for other people to use. And then finally, our dear beloved Gina is going to help um, be walking around helping people with their posture during the two o'clock sit. Oh, after? Oh, after the two o'clock sit. And I think we're going to also ask um, Aon 
the um, yoga teacher to um, talk a little bit about postures. Is the yoga after two? Yes, at two forty-five. Okay, stay tuned for another announcement about... <laughs> and just to let you know, postures is an important um, also focus of mindfulness of the body, is just to know what posture you're in. What posture are we in now? So see you at the small groups. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.